Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 31st episode of VisionCon Live, your go-to nerdy talk show. I'm your host, Zach Wilson, but you didn't come here to see me today. You can't see the woman of the hour. She's somber from Overwatch, Ray's from Valorant, Tat Taliana Martinez from GTA V, just to name a few. She's the legendary cosplayer and actress who steals hearts and headshots in equal value. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome the one, the only, Carolina Ravasa. Carolina, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Wait, I steal headshots? What yeah, does that mean? Listen, I've played enough Overwatch to know that I lose to Sombra 10 out of nine times. Oh, like that. Okay, see, <laughs> actors have headshots that are actual pictures, and I'm like, I'm not stealing Ooh. people's headshots. Oh, got it. Man, that was a faux pas on my end. No, no, no. You got Well, I should know these gamer terms. <laughs> faux pas and mixed messages aside, guys, before we get started, I do just want to give some credit to today's sponsor because today's episode of VisionCon Live is sponsored by the HALP Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the HALP Network provides talented volunteers, freelancers, professionals, and small businesses get in contact with the content creators they're looking for. They also provide classes and webinars covering a variety of fields in the entertainment industry suited for both novices and professionals wanting to enhance their craft. From actors to film editors to even motion capture stages, the HALP Network is here to help you Get connected. Visit them online at www.halpnet.com. That's help, H-A-L-P, to see how you can improve your life with their help. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Help Network ad read. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in and for HelpNet for sponsoring this video. And without further ado, guys, we have a stacked episode today. So no time for funny anecdotes or funny stories. Real quick, I just want to go right into today's episode. Now, Carolina Ravasa. I want to start us off by asking you how we got here. Carolina. Carolina Ravasa. <laughs> <laughs> we talked earlier, like, I feel really bad that I keep on calling you the name of a state. Don't worry. It's fine. For sure. For sure. Well, Carolina Ravasa, I did want to start us out by asking, how did we get here? Obviously, you're a household name, both in acting, voice acting, cosplaying, you name it. Was this always the goal or did something happen along the way that kind of brought you to where you are today? Oh, uh, well, I always wanted to be an actor, but I never thought I'd be working in gaming. I ju that's just something I never considered. I think I loved doing theater and I always loved voices, but I never understood they would take me to the gaming community. Uh, I dreamt a little bit about animation, but I really wasn't sure how that would be possible. So I just thought I'd be doing, you know, theater and hopefully some film and TV. Uh, the gaming stuff happened I don't want to say by mistake. We auditioned for a bunch of things, but I never thought, oh, that's what I'm aiming for. And then I got one game and then another and then another. And then it's, it's turned out to be a thing that I seem to be good at. So I'm very grateful to, to be a part of it, you know? So did you just one day, did you take some classes growing up that kind of inspired your love for theater? Or was it something that you did at a much earlier age? Yeah, since I was very young, I did theater. Uh, I loved, I just, I just loved embodying another character and so I auditioned for a play when I was five and I did The Sound of Music uh, at my school. I never, I didn't act professionally when I was a kid but I always was very involved in my school theater. Um, so then I continued to do plays and absolutely loved them and so I knew when I finished high school I was gonna study uh, theater in college. So that's what I did. I moved to Boston. I went to, you know, I got my, my um, Bachelor of Arts in theater and then I moved to New York to continue studying for film and TV. And, uh, and then I've just been auditioning for 
since the time I've been out of college. It's been years and years. But yeah, I always knew I had the acting bug since I was young and I, and I just loved it. What do you think was your most kind of just your first big breakout role that kind of got your name on the board and you know, let people know about Carolina Ravasa? You know, it's funny. I think that there definitely is like people's big breaks for stuff. I don't know if for some people it happens like that. For other people, like I worked my butt off for years doing a bunch of indie films. Uh, I worked on a Disney film that you might have seen me, maybe not like a tiny little role, but I don't think that any of those were breakout roles. I think Sombra and Overwatch has given me um, visibility in the gaming community and therefore at Comic Cons and an Instagram following. Um, but it, but we still hustle as actors, you know, I'm still auditioning constantly for other video games and film and TV and uh, the film I'm trying to do now. It's me just trying to continue creating. Um, I don't know if any of those, I mean, Overwatch is the biggest thing that I've done that has put me on the map, so to speak. Uh, but breakout roles, like, like, like you say, I, I don't, I don't think I've had something like that, you know, uh, in film and TV that, that I could speak of. Sure. Well, speaking of Sombra, I definitely, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about her. Now Overwatch, one of the biggest and most lucrative and successful video game franchises ever created, at least in uh, recent time. And you play one of the most titular characters in it, Sombra. Now, working for a convention, you know, a big one, especially as VisionCon, I have, you know, the unique experience to see a bunch of different cosplayers. And I would say, without a doubt, one of the most popular cosplays I have seen in my years is definitely Sombra. It's a character that is very well loved by the entire community, and you are the voice of Sombra. So I did want to ask, what are your experiences, you know, voicing Sombra? How did you get the job? And, you know, has anything kind of, any fun things have happened ever since you started voicing Sombra? Oh, my God. I mean, a ton of fun things have happened uh, involving Sombra. I think that... You know, I went the, the typical route for auditions. I have some agents who get me voiceover auditions and I've just done a ton of auditions and you stop, you know, as soon as you send the audition, you stop thinking about it because most of the time we don't book what we audition for. And Sombra, I booked two months after the fact because for whatever reason, they're deciding, they're taking a while, whatever. And then by the time they came back around saying, hey, you booked this, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> um, and I didn't really understand what Overwatch was until BlizzCon um, where, where they announced Sombra. And that's when I was like, oh, this is kind of a big deal. Um, but I do think that it, it, she's just a joy to play. She's so, you know, funny and sarcastic and witty and dark. And so I, I enjoy all of her voice lines very much. Every time we have new voice lines, I get so excited, you know. Um, and I think that it's just been really nice to be able to meet uh, Latinos in the community that feel positively represented because of Sombra in the gaming world because we haven't had a lot of cool characters that are Hispanic, that speak Spanish, that, you know, are smart and cunning and, and uh, not involved in illegal things. Well, hacking might be illegal, but you know what I mean. Um, so I think that for me, it's just given me a lot of uh, great experiences meeting the fans at Comic-Cons. And I love when people cosplay Sombra. I absolutely love it. Um, I give them extra hugs. Well, you brought up a good point that I did want to explore a little further on, that the big draw in Overwatch is definitely its diversity and the fact that it has a bunch of different characters from different backgrounds, sexual orientation, you know, historic and, you know, geogra geographic, rather, backgrounds. So, in your opinion, it, has that really made, um, <clears throat> excuse me, is that really what's made Overwatch so popular and the fact that you've really connected with fans because of that? 
say that again. I don't think I made Sombra popular. I think the game just is really well done. And oh, I absolutely. think that they've chosen actors that represent the, the characters really well. And we have also fallen in love with our characters. Um, I, I don't, I don't think a single Overwatch voice actor feels like they don't love their character. We've connected with them so deeply, you know? And I think that because it is so international, it has had a really wide appeal. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. Oh, no, no, no. What I was asking was, is Overwatch, the fact that it is so inclusive to all these people in different backgrounds, oh, do you think that is what directly makes absolutely, it? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I, I think that, that this... I'm not sure if it's the first, but I think it's one of the first games that definitely has characters from all over the place. So you, you're not just playing characters that are American. I think that there are gamers, particularly in the Middle East, the Philippines, uh, Australia. Um, I'm just amazed that every time I do a live stream and I see like people from India popping in, South America. So to be able to portray characters that are from those places and then gamers go, oh my God, that's like me. That's a first. You know, I think that Blizzard definitely nailed it with that. Well, speaking of a very other popular franchise, now you are, of course, you know, one of the main characters for Overwatch, but a new big player in the field is uh, Valorant, which you also play Raze as. Now, for years, you know, to decades even, you know, Counter-Strike has been a very popular game, and in a similar gameplay style, kind of marries both Counter-Strike and Overwatch <clears throat> into this new game called Valorant, where you play Raze. So uh, in a similar question, how has your experience been uh, voicing Ray's and just kind of being in this new game that came out earlier this year? She's, she, Ray's has been really, really special as well. She's very different to Sombra. She, I think her personality is a little more similar to mine. I kind of love being loud and, and bombastic. And so I connected to her uh, sense of community building and I loved collaborating with the writer and the director on that. Uh, it was exciting to have something come out during pandemic because we're all dealing with world craziness so um i'm just really honored and, and grateful to be able to work on these projects that people seem to love so much and they also have such diverse characters you know all the agents are from different countries and i think that's really cool so what do you say uh as far as voicing video game characters you know compared to you know on-screen roles are there any unique challenges faced that may not be present in these on-screen roles versus just voice acting um, I think that uh, <laughs> recording having to die in so many different ways <laughs> is definitely really, uh, for me, it's challenging. Some people love it. I, I, I have moments where I'm like, oh, that sounds really bad. Let's do it again, you know? And it's like, you are dying because an ice pick hit you in the wherever. And then you're like, how would that sound, you know? And then you're falling off a cliff and then you're burning. And so I've learned how to die in many different ways. Not that I do it. I don't know if I do it well, but. So that's definitely a thing that like, if you do in film and TV, you might die a couple times because you're shooting the take a couple times, but you're not like giving so many options of deaths, you know? Um, I also think that it just, it really makes you kind of uh, become a little more specific with the acting because it's only the voice that is being used. Obviously the animation's a huge part, but you know, in, in film and TV, you can raise an eyebrow, you can kind of give a side eye, whereas you can't do that in voice acting. So it's, it's, it's more specific. Uh, I, I love them both. I don't, I don't think that I have a, one I would choose over the other, but I do think that, you know, you just have to kind of focus things differently in each. Well, the fact that, and I mentioned this a little earlier into the interview, and I do want to touch back on it, is the fact that not only do you voice all of these characters, 
you also am a very big cosplayer. I was looking at your somber cosplayers earlier, cosplays earlier today, and I was blown away. So kind of what inspired you to actually take the extra strap and actually cosplay Sombra? I mean, I've always loved costumes, um, and I love Halloween. Um, <laughs> and I was a little scared of cosplaying Sombra and not doing a good job of her. But at a con, I, I kept bumping into this cosplayer called Melanie Jasmine, so sweet, uh, so talented. And one day she lent me a jacket that she had, um, a sombra jacket. And so I kind of wore that around. Uh, and then she put the little, the little kind of purple hair thingies in. And, and I was like, oh, cool, this, this is fun. And then she's like, one day I'd love to do your sombra makeup just for fun. And I said, okay, we'll figure out a con, you know, in which to do it. And then it turned out we were going to coincide at KatsuCon. And she said, I think you should. I mean, it was kind of her who pushed me a little more. And I said, okay, let's do it. But you have to make the costume and help me with all of it because I can't do a crappy job. She needs to be spot on. So um, Melanie took care of it all. And I'm so grateful. And it was awesome. And, and since then, I've done three with her. And she's just the bomb. Well, on cosplay, now before we go to our next segment, ladies and gentlemen, plenty of you have already done so. But I did want to give you guys, since we're at a little bit of the halfway point, uh, if you guys haven't already, you can either message VisionCon directly or go into the live chat and put your comments and questions right there because at the end of this interview, I'll open it up to viewers' comments and questions. Now, the next thing I wanted to talk about, guys, is my most recent obsession, a project that I think is just what the world needs right now, and it is called Morgan's Mask, a cosplay film. Now, it's currently being kickstarted. I'm going to bring it up on screen share real quick, guys. Give me just one sec. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Now, okay. <gasps> oh, beautiful. Okay, so now, now, Carolina, I want to know, both for myself and everybody watching right now, tell us everything about Morgan's Mask. Everything. Uh, you know, so a writer director reached out to me via my website and said, Hey, I wrote this script and I would love you to play Morgan. And I was like, uh, okay, let me give it a read and we'll see. I didn't think it was, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect, but uh, we get scripts sometimes and a lot of times they aren't good. And this one I, I read really fast and loved it and immediately wrote to him. And I said, Trevor, uh, we need to talk. I love the script. Um, I can't remember. This might've been July. And uh, we got on the phone and we started talking about it. And I said, let's do this, you know? And we, do, we don't have uh, producers that are gonna finance this film. We don't, I don't have that kind of connection, but uh, I said, let's do a Kickstarter. And hopefully, um, you know, the gamers and followers of Sombra will feel inclined to donate. Um, and for me, the dream come true would be that all the people that follow me would just donate a dollar and then we make it happen. I know everyone's hurting for money. I know a lot of us don't have jobs. Um, so I don't want anybody to donate $20 or $50. I, I feel like, you know, if over a hundred thousand people that I have on my different social medias would donate a dollar, we could make it happen. Um, because I, I was really moved by the story. She's a gamer cosplayer stuck inside during quarantine. And as things begin to fall apart in her world, she needs to figure out what are her priorities so that she can, I don't know, find out what makes her happy and, and how to continue. And I think that a lot of us are dealing with uh, very different situations in COVID, but we're all definitely soul searching. So um, that's, that's that. And so there are different pledge levels for people that actually do contribute yeah. to the project. So what, what were some of the ones that you can donate to? We've got 
obviously the $10 one, we know it's just a base to help pledge it. There's some pretty bigger ones as well. So would you like to talk about a little bit of that? For sure. Well, first of all, if you donate at least a dollar, you get entered into a raffle to win the Sombra poster behind me. Uh, it's, a, it's a canvas. It's really beautiful. Uh, it's fan art. It's stunning. So that I feel like if, if people are enthused to help and the worst you could lose is a dollar and the most you could win is a cool canvas, that's there. Um, you know, for $20, I'll, I'll thank you on my social media. For uh, 50 bucks, I will shout you out on an Insta Live, which is always fun because, you know, people get excited on Instagram. Um, for $100, you can do, uh, you get to, invited to a special Q&A with the cast and crew and we'll answer specific questions and you'll get to meet other cast members. It's a very small cast, so uh, only a few other actors are involved. Um, for $250, oh, anytime you, you pledge something higher, you get all the, the tiers below. So you'll get all of these things as you build up. So for 250 bucks, you'll get a signed print. I'll be cosplaying Mercy. I haven't formally announced it, but I'm telling you guys now. Um, the character gets to cosplay Mercy at the end. She's really excited because she makes this beautiful cosplay that's going to be made by Melanie Jasmine. So you'll get a print of that signed by myself and then all the other stuff that goes under. Um, and I mean, you know, obviously 500, 750, it's a lot more money. So, you know, I'm not expecting this, but they are bigger you know, tiers for donations, like you get to be an associate producer or an executive producer, depending on how much you donate. Um, and if you donate $2,500, you can actually get a little role in the film because my character uh, connects to other people via her social media. So then you'd get to act opposite me in this very kind of tiny scene. Uh, those are just all cool perks if you're interested and if you, you know, like the project. And honestly, guys, if, especially if you're trying, if you're an aspiring film creator, actor, this is a really great way to kind of get your feet wet and kind of understand a little bit more of what goes on in filmmaking. And like I said, guys, it's a fantastic cause and a fantastic story and something that I definitely think that we all need to contribute and at least see right now. And it's so easy to do so, too. And I say that with knowing that it is, because literally while... Carolina Ravasa was explaining all of this. I literally just donated to it on my phone. Thank you so much. You're the best. <laughs> it's so, guys, I highly recommend it. And like I said, all the links that uh, to both Morgan's cosplay or Morgan's mask, rather, and all the other links that we're about to talk about are going to be in the live chat if you're watching this live on Facebook or if you're watching this later on YouTube. It's going to be down there in the description below. Super. Share. Now, I did want to touch on a couple more things before we go into the plug zone. Then, of course, viewers' comments and questions. And that has to do with this show. Now, this show is, you know, gaining popularity, yes, because we have a lot of great guests like you on the show. However, we've noticed a lot of people are watching this show because they are interested in getting into the entertainment industry or they already are and just want to know what to do next. So my first question to you is how do you deal with with rejection. Now, like I've said, <sighs> rejection is prevalent in the world no matter how you look at it. However, yeah. I would argue yeah. that if there was ever an industry where rejection is most prominent, Carolina, it would definitely be the entertainment industry, aka your industry. So if someone as successful as you, I did want to ask for the folks watching at home, does rejection get easier? Or if it doesn't, are there any tips that you would give them to deal with it when it inevitably does come? Yeah. Wow, great question. I think rejection gets easier because we start really understanding who we are and we're more comfortable with that. So if they reject us, we understand it's not personal 
and that we just have to keep working towards our dream. Um, and the more I audition, the more I go, oh, like if I don't book a role and I see who booked it, I go, that makes sense. They're amazing. She's got that energy. She's got that whatever. So I start being happy for the, I've always been happy for the people who book roles and my friends who book roles over me. You know, I, I go in for roles that my friends go in for. But I think that uh, if you really love what you're doing, uh, you learn how to deal with the rejection because I, I've wanted to act since I was five, you know? So it's, it's this dream that I've been pursuing for the longest time. And yes, sometimes it's been really hard and sometimes you cry your eyes out and you bawl because you wanted that job or that, that role, you know? Uh, but then you start learning how to deal with it. Uh, you start creating your own work. You start collaborating with friends. Yes, you commiserate with other actors, of course, but I think that there's different ways to cope with it. And the more you turn inward, and again, this is what Morgan has to do, uh, and start understanding or, or, or really embracing who you are, you can go, you know what? I'm okay without that role. I'm going to keep working on things, and the right role is going to be is going to come at the right time. You know, um, it's all part of life, and I think that the rejection is also it also teaches us how to how to move forward. You know. Um, as to how to get into it, uh, I did do a video for my YouTube channel that uh, pre precisely um, addresses this because I get asked all the time. So feel free to check out his Fangle Saxon. It's my YouTube channel. Um, the title is something like "Voice: How I Got Into Vo Tips on Voice Acting and How I Got Into It." But in a nutshell, because there's so many different ways, so I'm kind of giving you different avenues and suggestions. Um, first of all, I think take a class. You know, find a local class wherever you live, Tulsa, uh, New York, you know, Chicago, because you don't know what that market is like in that specific city. So check out, you know, the different studios, take a class to see if you like it. You might love imitating Diva or Reinhardt, but then when it actually comes to auditioning for other roles, you're like, ah, I don't like that. So I feel like you really have to figure out if that's something that you dig, you know? Um, and then also you start creating community with the, whoever's teaching you, whoever's taking class. And then you start understanding where you can start auditioning, you know, because the markets that I lived in, which were in New York and LA are very different to, you know, random cities that I don't know how the studios work there, you know? So starting locally is definitely very important. Um, there is a lovely website called I want to be a voice actor.com. It was created by uh, Dee Bradley Baker. He's the, the voice of Hammond in Overwatch and, and a million other voices. Um, and he gives you step-by-step -step things that you can do to, to work on your craft from home as you get started. And then you're ready to invest in a microphone, ready to invest in you know, the proper equipment to record yourself from home, that kind of thing. But when you're starting, don't worry about the microphone. I think you first have to figure out if voice acting is something you really want to pursue because the rejection is so insane, you know? That that was in a nutshell. I went like turbo mode because it's a hard it's a hard answer. Well, no, honestly, like my next question was, did you have any tips for the folks watching at home? So, I mean, you nailed it on both ends. <laughs> yeah, well, tips. You know, one of the things I do do is talk to myself all the time. I sound like a crazy person, okay. but if I'm watching a movie or a cartoon or listening to the radio, I will. If I love a voice, I'll try to imitate it. I'll try to uh, work on that accent, even if it's terrible. You know, like my Aussie is just terrible, but I'll <laughs> practice saying. Uh, teleporter, tuna, you know, things like water. Yeah. And then you by yourself, you have to not be afraid of practicing things. Um, and that way you're creating a little arsenal of characters and, and different voices that you have in your, in your bag. Mm -hmm. right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, like I mentioned, this is your last chance. If you haven't already message VisionCon directly or put it in the live chat, your viewers, comments and questions, because ladies and gentlemen, we're in the plug zone. Carolina. Plug zone.
Now is your chance to promote, advertise, plug, whatever verb you want to use, anything you want. The choice is yours, sir. Anything I want. Uh, well, I mean, the Kickstarter is the one thing I'm really working on. So uh, if you can't donate a dollar, please feel free to share. Or if you have a friend who's a gamer who would love to support the arts, I feel like sharing is caring. So definitely share away because the more people see this, the more we can get it done. Um, uh, you know, give me a follow on the socials so that you can be up with what I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing giveaways on Twitch. You know, I've been interviewing uh, voice actors for Valorant on Twitch, but I'm also having Overwatchers on and I'm going to start incorporating other VAs. So if you're interested in kind of hangs and interviews, I've been doing those Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon Pacific Standard, which is uh, your 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. New York uh, or Eastern Standard. Um, and those are really fun. You can ask questions live. We throw out some voice lines. We have a ton of fun. Um, and then you can also request like voice actors you'd love to, to hear from, and I'll try and get them on. For now, I'm focused on gaming, but who knows what we'll expand towards. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, with that, we're out of the plug zone and going right into viewers' comments and questions. So guys, like I always do, I'm going to do it kind of 50-50, both from the chat and also the messenger. So real quick, let me get the messenger all up. All right, okay, Alexandria tuned in and wanted to know when you're not streamer or doing voice acting or acting, what sort of hobbies do you like to do? I love rollerblading. <laughs> if I can, I will take my rollerblades to the bike path near the beach here in LA or uh, by a park and I'll rollerblade. Um, I love hanging out with my friends. I've been traveling uh, almost for three years straight, three and a half years before pandemic. So getting to spend time with friends uh, is really important to me. Um, oh, I love trying good new food, you know, so, uh, trying a, a new Mexican restaurant or Indian food or, you know, all sorts of things. So I, I love eating. <laughs> Do we all though? Nick, Nick tuned in and wanted to know you're very good friends with the voice actress of Symmetra. Did you guys meet on the set of Overwatch or did you guys friends before that? I wish Overwatch had a set. We didn't actually meet anyone while recording Overwatch. We always recorded alone in a booth. But I did meet Anjali at BlizzCon, the first Overwatch BlizzCon. We, there was a rap party, and uh, they, maybe 16 of us Overwatchers were there, and so we got to meet each other, and nobody knew anybody. But, you know, we kind of looked at each other and bonded, and she said, next time I'm in New York, we'll get coffee. And I said, okay. And then all of a sudden I was in LA and I'm like, Hey, remember that coffee? And then boom, like we had such a great time hanging the first time. And then we started doing a bunch of cons that year. So, I mean, yes, we became friends because of Overwatch and have not stopped being crazy since. <laughs> well, Jose wrote in and wanted to know being of Mexican descent, is there any unique challenges faced with being a foreign or a non-Caucasian actress in the industry yeah you know it's funny uh the, the whole premise of my web series which i have on my youtube channel um i call myself a hispanglo-saxon because i'm a little white but a little latina and so it's kind even though i'm not caucasian as you know america expects it um the industry has told me for years that i'm too white to play latina uh, but then i'm too ethnic to play caucasian so that's been a kind of a weird dichotomy to live in for a couple years over a decade. Um, and, you know, the fact that we have to audition for stereotypical roles that uh, 
I don't mind the accent. I think a lot of us have accents. It's just like, you know, they're always illegal immigrants or, um, you know, it's just not, they're not always portrayed in a positive light. So that's been tough. Uh, and that's why I think Sombra and Rays are so badass. And I love playing them because they are more than just, oh, I came over illegally, you know? So, um, you know, it's up and down, but I think the industry is getting better because more and more we're speaking up and we're creating our own work. Like in this film that I'm trying to produce, um, my character is going to speak in Spanglish with her sister because Ooh. I want to show that this is how we speak normally. I'll talk to my mom and I'll, I'll switch from English to Spanish. And so I, I think that, that if we show that more in film and TV, we'll just see how normal it is in America to, to experience that, you know? <laughs> Thanks for the question, Jose. Well, jumping into the chat now, I do. A lot of people are saying that they too can't handle spicy food. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, just check out the pre-show next. Time. <laughs> All right, Maureen chimed in and wanted to say that the same as her or my room, you can't see the wallpaper for all the anime wall wall hands and posters. Yeah, yeah, it's it's getting a little much, Maureen. I do have to admit. It's awesome. But, uh, it's something. All right. Okay. So Eleanor tuned in and wanted to ask, hey, Carolina, do you play Overwatch or low-key game when you have the time? Asking for fans of the Boop Troop Discord. Boop Troop! Hello, guys. What's up? What a great name. Oh, my God. I feel like um, Anjali and I should should in embrace that. She, she says I'm her booper in chief and she's my booper in crime. That is a um, what was the question? Oh, guys, I'm a terrible gamer. I am a ter I don't game. I tried Overwatch twice okay. or three times. I did Overwatch two, the the kind of little little initial thing that they showed us at BlizzCon this past year. And uh, oh my god, I just I, I jump off cliffs. I die really fast. Um, I'm terrible and slow. I just love. I'm like oh my god, that diva just died and her leg like moved over to the wrong side. So I'm not a good gamer, and uh, I have not played Valorant yet either. But I'm playing a gamer on uh, TV. Does that count? Uh-huh, it certainly does. <laughs> uh, Jesse wants to know, what's it like to voice act as Sombra, and how has it changed you as a voice actress? Uh, you know, it's open doors. I think that just because I'm more, um, I, I never considered myself a voice actress. I, I thought, just thought, I'm an actor who does voices. And then Sombra, with Sombra, I came out to LA because I realized uh, more voice work was out here. And since then, I've been doing a ton of animation. And I think it just, uh, it's made me embrace um, Latin accents. I do a lot of Hispanic accents for many different roles, um, including Brazilian for Rays. So I feel like uh, it's just worked in hand in hand to like, I travel a ton meeting fans, but then I also just keep working on the voice acting and I get to meet voice actors at all these cons and I learn from them. You know, each time they're giving tips to fans about how to become a voice actor, I'm taking notes. I'm like, oh, that's smart, you know? So I feel like the more we, we share information, the more the better we become, you know, for sure. Well, I got two questions before we wrap things up. Nicole wanted to know, where would Morgan's Mask be distributed once it's created? Uh, we're hoping for Amazon Prime, for sure. Uh, we obviously wanted to make the film festival route. Uh, all of that stuff will be on my Instagram as soon as we know it. The thing about filmmaking is it's not like, oh, it's automatically going to this, you know, to iTunes, and that's where you can watch it. Like, a lot of the time, it's like, you got to make the movie, then you got to sell it. So we don't know yet. We're hoping uh, it'll be widely distributed. Uh, I think Amazon will will start there and then try and move on to other platforms. But if you follow my socials, I'll definitely keep you up with that uh, because we'll be sharing it all over the place just to make sure y'all see it. Mm -hmm. And all those links in the live chat, if you watch on yeah. Facebook or later on YouTube, right there in the description. 
All right, and with that, Trevor, take us home. Trevor wrote in and wanted to say, hi, Carolina, love you so much. I wanted to ask, do you have any fun BlizzCon stories? Ooh, BlizzCon stories. Um, let me think. I have a ton. I didn't know who the heck Jeff Kaplan was. <laughs> they had to say, God, this is Jeff, and he's a creator. And I'm like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Um, because I was new to this all, so I didn't know, you know, anything. Sure. Uh, when I showed up, when I met Lucio, uh, Johnny Cruz, I knew his character was Brazilian, so I started speaking to him in Portuguese. I'm like, oi, tudo bem, eu morei no Rio de Janeiro, você tá tudo legal? And he was like, I don't speak Portuguese. It was so funny. He doesn't remember that moment, though. I think a lot was happening that day. Um, the second BlizzCon I attended was this past year with Anjali, and we dressed up as uh, she did Dragon Symmetra, and I did Franken Wife Sombra. And we walked around BlizzCon dressed up, and it was rad because we'd post a picture, and then people would be like, oh my God, they're here and they're dressed up. So then people were trying to find us. Uh, I was exhausted at the end of that day, but it was super fun. We did dancing. We did, we tried to play Overwatch 2 with Zenyatta. We were pathetic. Uh, we met up with Fitzy here, who's a Sombra streamer. Uh, it was, it was a really, and then obviously we were with uh, Kelton and, uh, Kelton Chin and Melanie Jasmine, who made our cosplays. So I always give them props because they're so amazing. And they walked around the whole time with us. It was really fun. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that. We're about done with episode 31 of VisionCon Live. Now, before we wrap things up, Carolina, any final thoughts to leave us on? Guys, stay safe. Go out and vote. Very important this year. Um, I don't know. Tell the people you love that you love them. You know, it's been a tough year, and I think that we just need to share more love and, and less hate. Uh, it's, it's, it's been hard out there, but we just got to connect to those that care for us, you know, because it's getting lonely, more and more lonely. So we got to focus on that. Certainly. Well, couldn't have said it better myself. And ladies and gentlemen, with that, that is the end of VisionCon Live episode 31. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Of course, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. But much more importantly, this has been my special guest, Carolina Ravasa. Make sure to check out all the links down in the description below and donate to the Kickstarter. Guys, I can't say it enough. I'm such a huge fan of this concept and this project. So from the bottom of my heart, I totally recommend this project. Links down in the description. And as always, guys, oh. And hack the planet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, always remember, guys, that life's better when you've got friends to share it with.